Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So let's just dive um, right into the sports situation that we got going on here in Michigan. Uh, this is two weeks, in the, two weeks in a row that both Michigan football, Michigan State football, the Detroit Lions won all in the same weekend. And can I add um, Michigan basketball and Michigan State basketball both won? So, uh, man, good times. Yeah, Michigan State. I don't know if you got a chance to catch that game. Um, against Gonzaga, um, even though well, I think Michigan State is what one and one now. Yeah, they one and one. They yeah. supposed to won that game too, Rodney. Yeah, they they blew a lead late. Um, I do enjoy the uh, Veterans Day. I like the aircraft carrier games better than the. So I know in the years past they had them in like. I don't know, like a army based gym or something. I, I like the naval carrier ga- <laughs> basketball games better. No, I agree with you. Like the atmosphere looks it looks phenomenal. Like the whole setup. I remember last time uh, Michigan State played on the aircraft carrier. Um, that was pretty dope, man. I, I love watching those guys play on the aircraft carrier. Um, I got to give Tom Mizzo some scheduling credit because I believe they play they play Gonzaga. They either are going to play Kentucky or Duke soon. Uh, Michigan State basketball schedule is just, uh, it's insane. <laughs> you know, so he's been doing that for the longest, too. Yeah, and here's their, so the, here's their upcoming schedule. At Kentucky, Villanova, Alabama, who's ranked. They play at Notre Dame, which is not uh, not an easy place to play before they open conference play. So, mm. That's a hell of a tough schedule, Rodney. Yeah, although wow. um, I don't know if you saw the Villanova Tempo game. No, I didn't actually catch the Villanova Tempo game at all. Uh, that So, Tempo ended up winning... Um, one of the most interesting basketball finishes ever. Um, there were two stormmen of the of the court. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. So Temple. So it was basically tied up. The Temple player gets fouled. Two free throws to basically uh, win the game because there was like point five seconds or something left. So mm-hmm. he hits the two free throws. Temples up, the fans store in the court, and then the referees stop and say, No, there's some more time remaining. <laughs> oh, no. So, literally, the fans basically just had to go back and <laughs> storm the court 0.5 seconds later. So, um, and they're coached by, uh, remember Aaron McKee? Oh, yeah, from, uh, the uh, 76 yeah, yeah. Yep. He's the head coach at Temple now. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. So that's a good uh that's a good coaching decision right there. I always thought Aaron McKee was a good players coach. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, college football, non-Big Ten, SEC, it's already the championship game is already set. Georgia versus LSU for the SEC championship. Um, Oregon goes down. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, to Washington. Which, if I'm a Michigan State fan, because um, Michigan State got absolutely demolished by Washington earlier in the season, that is not a bad loss. It looked bad at the time, but the the way Washington has been playing of late, um, not a not a bad loss. I agree with that. Um, it's not a bad loss. Um, TCU goes, goes in the Texas in the win. Can I just say this? Mm-hmm. A while ago, we did um, overrated. Uh, Artists. Texas is one of the most overrated football programs on the planet. No, you know what? I wouldn't say that. I would say they're wishy-washy because they come and they they come and they play really good one week, then the next week that I they never show up. Sometimes I just I don't get it. Yeah, I I, I, don't I do put them a couple of steps above um, Texas A and M. Texas A&M has just been an abysmal failure um, since Jim, Jimbo Fixer um, came over from Florida State. Yeah, I agree with you on that, too, which is looking like a, sus- a suspect move. I just wanted them to get it right in the coaching decisions, too. I I, I do, but, it, but it's it's comedic to me at this point. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it's I I don't I don't hate Jimbo Fixer. I just I wanted him to stay at Florida State. Um, I don't know. I I feel like there are two divisions in, in, in college football that I, that I wouldn't want to be in: uh, the Big Ten East and the SEC West. Um, I, I just feel like the ACC is, is easier. It's not murderer's row. Um, I just feel like Texas A&M for, for where they're at, a, their expectations might be too high. You know what they remind me of? They remind me of Notre Dame every year. Like uh-huh. Notre Dame every year. Because they expect their they expect to be winning. Like their their expectations are extremely high too. And they always it seems like they it seems like the NCAA wants to help Texas win, wants to help put them in a position to win. And they always falter, man. They they just can't they can't get out of their own way. They're like the Dallas Cowboys of the NCAA. <laughs> Who blew a game today. <laughs> blow they blow games, man. Like they supposed to be Alabama. Well, well, since At you home. brought up Notre Dame, did they you see Notre them. Dame almost blew the game to Navy? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what I said. They're like Notre Dame, man. Like Notre Dame, just they, they, I don't know, man. It's Texas and Notre Dame, and just I don't count on them to win anything. They're always <laughs> overrated. They, what did they have Notre Dame ranked this season when they first came in? Were they like top five or something? Top ten? They were in the top ten. Texas A and M was. Four for six in the polls. Yeah, like, come on, man. What type of polls are they looking at? I think Michigan wasn't even – was Michigan like a top 20? Um, Michigan – 
Oh no, Michigan was a top ten. Michigan yeah. State was a top. No, last year, last year, if you remember, Michigan wasn't ranked. They were the first team to go from unranked to uh, the college football playoffs. Right. Right. Uh, I agree with you on that. Um. So, yeah, Michigan State was like top fifteen in a lot of polls. Highest I saw yeah. Michigan State was seventh. They were seventh in one poll that I saw. Yeah, I did. I do remember seeing them seventh and eleventh in uh in a couple polls. And they they looked good from the start, man. And then all of a sudden, like they had the a bottom couple fell out. Yeah, they had a couple key injuries. They had that the one wide receiver that was really good from last year. He wound up getting hurt for like five games. Their line back in core. Yeah, the running game wasn't. Yeah, the running game just couldn't. It couldn't. It couldn't go anywhere under that that linebacking core. You're right about that. The defense had a couple injuries. It, yeah, but if you would have told me that they would have suspended all those players, and then still went to kicking butt, I would have thought that you were. You had to be kidding me. I, I didn't think that that would happen. Yeah, they're on a they're on a two game winning streak since the. Uh... Bottom fell out. Uh, at how I I don't know when. I guess Michigan would be rock bottom. Yeah, I I, I agree with you on that. There was there was talk of them not even making a bowl game at one point. Um, I, I think if they win next week, they have at least safely played themselves into the um, quick lane bowl here. In Detroit, so which wouldn't be bad. Yeah, which it would be, be bad. It would be a hot draw. Yeah, that'd be a super hot draw to watch Michigan play against probably one of the Mac, uh, <laughs> one of the Mac teams. <laughs> Toledo, which wouldn't be bad. Yeah, probably Toledo or something of that nature. Yeah, wouldn't be bad though. Pretty pretty hot ticket. Yeah, so. Let's let's jump right into the NFL. Uh, <laughs> you mentioned it just a few minutes ago. Dallas um, <laughs> does goes for Dallas. That's the only <laughs> only way I can say it. Um, Aaron Rodgers might actually have a receiver to throw th- through finally in Watson. Uh, the game of the day, though. Wow. Buffalo and Minnesota. Did you I, I just want I just want to say this, man. The Cowboys can't get out their own way. You going against how did you how you give up thirty one points to the Packers, man? Like really? I'm asking because I should have started Aaron Rodgers this week. Yeah, <laughs> but Aaron Rodgers been fucking sucking, like losing to like so many teams and playing and it's supposed to be that that Dallas Cowboys defense. You better watch out for the Dallas Cowboys defense. Yeah, and defense is supposed to travel. It didn't travel today. <laughs> yeah, what, <laughs> what's going on here? Not that, and come on. Yeah, uh, Alan Lazard and uh, Watson look like Pro Bowl wide receivers. Yeah, man, I just I'm sick of yeah, it. Yeah, it, it was a very interesting day in in professional football. Uh, 
if you didn't catch the end of the Minnesota Buffalo game, go go back and just watch the last two minutes in the fourth quarter. I heard it was amazing. Yeah, so Stefan Diggs, uh, no, Jefferson, made two unbelievable catches. Um, Minnesota looks like they're going to score the go-ahead touchdown. And they are stopped on fourth and short. Like, pretty much, Kirk Cousin had he, if he was like three inches taller and had the ball in his other hand, would have scored the touchdown. That's how close this fourth and goal was. So you're thinking, game over. Nope. Josh Allen fumbles the football, recovered by Minnesota in the end zone. There's 40 seconds left. Buffalo has no timeout. They need a field goal to tie it up. And lo and behold, in 40 seconds, they go damn near the length of the field because I think um, they kicked the field goal at like the 10-yard line. It was inside the 20 to tie the game up and to send it overtime. Great final two minutes. Man, that you know what? It was actually I thought the game this is no doubt the game of the day. Like I thought this game was 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 amazing. I thought the Lions had one hell of a game. Because it was back and forth. They did. But this game here took the cake. This game took the cake, man. I once the Lions got down fourteen points, I was like, Oh man, this game's over with. You know, it's the Lions. For them to battle back and win the game, ballsy. Like it, it was crazy. And, and Fields is the truth, man. But that Jefferson, you're right. Jefferson is freaking crazy. Diggs is crazy. Who would have thought Kirk Cousins, after throwing two interceptions in the game, can actually hold on to win the game? Yeah. Like, <laughs> usually when he throws two interceptions, the game is over with. But, wow, I'm surprised. He, he, stayed, he stayed cool under pressure, and they prevailed, man. Defense actually showed up at the end, too. Once it, once they went up by three in overtime, I said, oh, okay, wait a minute. They might be in trouble because the defense on both sides has really been kind of spotty. They might get a touchdown off of it, but I was kind of surprised he threw an interception. Yeah, I was too. I just – it had that feeling when Minnesota kicked the field goal that Josh Allen was just going to drive them down the field and, and score, um, and the game would end on a touchdown, but nope. Nope. Um, same same thing in the Lions game. Even after the Lions battle back, Chicago gets the ball. And you're like, it's the Lions, Chicago's but and Chicago has been a house of horrors for the Lions. Going all the way back to the process. And com- what, did, what did they say that Calvin Johnson, he didn't complete the process of catching the ball, which I don't think anybody knew was an actual thing until that game. Um, but it just had the, the feel for a moment of same old Lions. Then they get the, the pass, and con- the, the pass uh, breakup on first down. Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson with the sack on second down. Um, 
then you get the basically what was it a pass for a loss almost on third down yeah and, and then on fourth down justin fields had the ball for so long you just based on everything that happened today you like okay he's gonna cramp scramble out of this but uh or core who was finally healthy gets the sack and you're like <laughs> right and like you nervous because Fields has been tearing it up the whole game, man. Like I don't, it, it's been a couple times. It felt like he's supposed to be sacked and he broke free and, and took off, man. Yeah, the the first um, Chicago touchdown where um, it looked like the Lions had him dead to right. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson gets a little bit out of position and he fakes him out and hit the corner. He's going <laughs> to the <laughs> for six. Um. Aiden Hutchinson had had an unbelievable game. He had one of the greatest tackle for losses I've seen in quite a long time. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, that that there, and I was actually out, man. I was so excited, man, because I was like, okay, the Lions, man, are like you know second in the division. Oh, they until Green Bay literally just won, but um, the Lions being second in the division, man. And, it just feels like they stepping in the right direction, especially when in these games they should win. The teams that they lost to, when you think about it, not really bad because those teams are really good. Like the Cowboys were second in the division, right? Yeah. The uh, the Eagles lead the division, and they're undefeated. Minnesota is really good. Seattle's really good. I mean, those teams are – those are some good teams. Like those are division-leading teams. Like – yeah, um, and then they they have what I penciled in at the beginning of the season as, as a W, uh, but New York Giants coming in, well, they're going to New York next week, and I believe New York is either 7-1 or 7-2. Wow, yeah. Yeah. I think that we can beat the Giants, too. I do, too. And then I think that sets up a very interesting um, Thanksgiving game. Your Detroit Lions versus Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah, it'll be be interesting to see. uh, Because... Actually, since the defense has been playing better, I know they gave up 30 points um, today. But that fourth quarter, when when they needed stops, they got them. Um, Aiden Hutchinson is looking every bit of the number two pick. Uh, Jeff Okuda, um, I won't say shutdown corner, but he he's doing. Uh, He's doing a pretty good, pretty good job. I yeah, won't say, right yeah, he, he he's not uh, Revis Island level, but I mean, he's even coming up and run support, stopping the run. Uh, so I I believe that they they add a corner, another linebacker because you got something there in Malcolm Rodriguez. Rodriguez, I was about to call him Rodrigo. (laughs) (laughs) 
And then you you find that even Josh Pascoe, now that he's healthy, uh, looks like a pretty good draft pick. So the the Lions got some building blocks. Um, I don't know what you do with DeAndre Swift at this point, but I really like Swift, man. He's like so fast. I like him, but can he stay healthy? Yeah, that's true. That's what is this, uh, three straight years? Yeah. Not being healthy? Yeah. Yeah, I really like Swift in, in, in college. Um, God, Georgia is like, you know, Penn State used to be linebacker. You, Georgia is like running back you. And I have to agree with Aiden Hutchinson. Michigan is uh, becoming D line you or D line edge rusher or something you. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with those guys on all of those. Just like I was tight in you too. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Yeah, so the, the Lions, you can see the, you can see the vision. Um, Dan Campbell, I thought, coached a pretty good game today. Um, Hell of a play when they went for it on fourth and goal to to go up 10-3. At first, I'm like, just take the points. And then as the play unfolds, I'm like, wait a minute, the tight end is wide open. Right. That sounds like that's that's why I kind of like, it threw me off, man. I was like, whoa, wait a minute. What the hell is he doing that wide open? And I haven't seen a a tight end so wide open this season. It felt like Hawkinson had to fight for all his yards. Maybe that was a good thing to get rid of him because now, like, when you throw to the tight end, it's so unexpected now. I think all eyes were on TJ. He was a weapon, so you really had to guard him. Mm-hmm. Now now you got the tight end floating. This is like the past two games they done threw to a tight end for a touchdown. Yeah, so um, yeah. Brad, Brad Holmes actually knew something that the rest of us didn't. Um, because you expect them to take a step back when you get, you get rid of T.J. Hawkinson, uh, top 10 pick. Uh, but they they obviously found something in the, in the tight end that were after him. Um, St. Brown is back healthy. He just, he reminds me of Chad Osocinco. When Chad Osocinco, he said, I'm always open. <laughs> He he's pesky, but he always seems to be open. <laughs> and I don't know, he's he's got a pretty good damn set of hands too, so Yeah, you're right about that. Hands for days. Mm-hmm. Man, you know what? I really like St. Brown, man, and I think today, him going against his brother, and I've seen both of them talking junk to each other. But there's games like this where today he stepped up big time and he was a good decoy too. I really, I'm really excited about Williams joining in the next week or two. So, so what I've been reading, he's possibly going to be able to join in the next week or two. That really will make the defense, and then bringing back a healthy Reynolds. That'll give it. That'll give the defense a chance. No, I don't think the Lions should be going three and out with this offense. I always said that the whole season, and when they, they dominated this season on offense, it didn't surprise me because I was like, wow, we got a lot of good weapons, 
it was just a, can the offensive line hold up? Now that I know that the offensive line can kind of hold up if we stay true to the running game, because Williams been balling too. And I know you said Swift can't really be healthy, but he he's starting to be healthy these last couple games. Yeah, but, I th- I, I think they. They pick their spots with Swift. Uh, I still think they have to find. As much as I love Jamal Williams, I think you need another back, maybe a three-headed monster. I don't know the yeah. the, the the running back position with. I don't. Maybe. I'm not the biggest fan of Emma Smith, but. Emma Smith, you know, always seemed to be healthy. Maybe he goes and picks Emma Smith's head, head on how to stay healthy or um, Barry Sanders. Barry Sanders, to be so small, uh, was always relatively healthy, and he knew how to avoid the big hit. Yeah, that's, a, that's one thing about it's two different styles coming out of both of the guys you just named, too which was basically Emmitt Smith, man, that line was so good. I seen him literally walk through and score a touchdown, like walk. That's how good That's how good that line was. And Barry Sanders was just evasive. Like, for him, he was a, the smallest dude with the tree trunk legs, but he was so evasive, man. It was hard to get a clean hit on him at all. Like, it, it it's really tough. And, like, he was he wanted contact, too, because you, you look at some of those plays, I know it's all about the finesse. But Barry, man, he broke a lot of tackles, and he'll run your ass over too, low-key. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, but these days, man, guys are just I, – I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't attribute to guys being uh, bigger, faster, strong, because it was, it was strong guys back then too. But, man, a lot of these guys, man, are freaking stacked, man. Their, their teams are stacked. One person goes out. Another person can come in and give you like some legit playing time, and that's the only reason. That's the only problem the Lions have. They don't have the the depth, and you said that too, at certain positions. Yeah, like I, right now, I, I feel like my receiver depth is shark is healthy. I feel like they do have good wide receiver depth. Um, that they they've been able to pretty main maintain. Uh, because shark was you know has been out. St. Brown was out for a while, and they, they were able to maintain. Clearly, they fooled us on. They have pretty good tight end depth. Um, but running back and, and, and then, uh, I don't know, every year for the last couple of years, it's like the this defensive secondary uh, just takes a hit. Um, Elliott went out today with a concussion. Tracy Walker is out for the year. Uh it just seemed like the, the the Lions have been cursed in the, in the secondary almost. <laughs> yeah, you're um, right about that. I I don't know, man. You know how we we say the Lions Super Bowl is the is the draft. I kind of I want to see who, what they draft next season, man. Well, like I, I'm excited about the draft next season. I know that that sounds crazy to already put them in a. Uh, well, they the they, they kind of will control the, the first two rounds of the draft, right? They have their first-round pick and then the, the Ram first-round pick, which is looking even better and better every game at this point because they lost again today. Um, and, 
bad news for my fantasy team, but good news for the Lions. Uh, Cooper Cup is hurt. Uh, <laughs> right. Wow, he's hurt. Lance Stafford's hurt? Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, that 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 Rams pick is 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 getting better and better, and then even in the second round you have your pick and then uh, Minnesota pick. So, I mean, if you wanted to move up in either round, you you have the capital to to do it. Uh, so it'd just be interesting to see um, what Brad Home does. Uh, and I mean, you gotta give, you gotta get a guy credit. Uh, Hutchinson, Sewell, Pasco, uh, St. Brown. A, a lot of his draft picks seem to be uh, working out. Yeah, you're right about that. A lot of them, a lot of them working out, and they they coming together right now, and. Um, I see nothing but a big bright future for the Lions, man. I I, I hated the TJ Hawkinson uh trade, but now that I look at it again, they had to release some type of money, some type of cap space, because you're gonna have to wind up paying those guys down the line and I guess TJ had to be sacrificed and I mean I would love to keep Swift. Um and I, I wouldn't say tight ends are a dime a dozen, but I like the tight ends that we do have. They're decent blocking and they done caught touchdowns the past couple games, so hey. Yeah, no, I, I guess I'm very happy uh, for Aaron Glenn because uh, he was one of my favorite players growing up. Uh, and I, I'm just happy to, to see uh, the, the defense have some success because um, I, I do feel like he, he's a good defensive coordinator and if you get him a couple more pieces you you really get to to see the the game plan right facts okay so we halfway in you 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 ready to get into uh some music oh oh wait wait before we can dive into some music brother um i wanted to say two things Two things before we dive into the music. I'm excited about that too, by the way. Um, one of them was Imani Banks. I oh. thought that game against Michigan. I thought he played his butt off. I wanted to just put that out there. I thought he was he, great. He did. Um, he hit a fadeaway three-pointer. Damn near, it seemed like, at the logo. He did. That's <laughs> He did. He hit a couple shots that were freaking ridiculous, man. And, like, his speed, it just seemed like he just – he was bouncing off the walls, man. He was ready to play. And uh, for him to come off the bench, I mean, wow. He was like an Energizer Bunny. That kid's good, man. Yeah. Eastern Michigan uh, will definitely have some more um, games on TV this, this season than they normally would. Um, it was – yeah, it was it was a good game. Him and Hunter Dickinson tra- basically trading baskets. Um, I, I like the the Howard brothers, Jed and, Jed and Jace for for Michigan too. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I felt uh, 
what's the kid name? Torres Reed. Um, the, the backup center to be a freshman, he had a pretty good game. Yeah, I thought he was awesome too. And Dickinson, of course, we're not going to even mention like his. I'm so happy he didn't enter in the draft, man. Like his leadership, they need his leadership. Yeah, and I think he's making more money um, with the NIL deals than he might have made in the pros at this point. Oh, yeah. I think that's why he's sticking around, too. You're right about that. (laughs) Yeah, you're right about that. But I'm happy that he stayed, man, because without him, we would have definitely lost that game, man, to Eastern Michigan. Yeah, so uh, it'll be... I think Michigan plays Pitt next. And oh, that should be a good game. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I do feel like Imani Bates is going to be what Deion Sanders was to, to Jackson State. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that too, man. He put Michigan, he put Eastern Michigan back on the map. And uh, I, like the, I, I like the core they got around them too, man. So I'm really excited about Eastern Michigan basketball. I think they'll go to the playoffs this this year to the tournament, um, uh, they, they and I play, think they'll knock somebody out. Yeah, they play Bradley next, but uh, this upcoming Saturday the game is at Oakland University. That should be sold. Oh yeah, that should be sold out for sure. Man, that's gonna be one heck of a game. Whenever, whenever uh, Oakland plays. Uh, U of D or they play Eastern Michigan. Oh, and Eastern those games. Are, speaking of U of D, Eastern plays U of D this year. Yeah, that, man, those games gonna be lit, man. December, now, those are games you want to go to. December eighteenth. Ooh, wee. yeah, that's gonna be a good game right there. Yeah, we gotta probably check out some of these games, man, for sure. Oh, and okay, so I know I want to move on to the music. One more topic I wanted to bring up. Um, actually, it's two more, but um, it was Dave Chappelle on Saturday Night Live. Did you check it out? Um, so I haven't watched the full uh, monologue yet. I'm halfway through it. I so crazy me <laughs> forgot. Uh-huh. Like I've recorded Saturday Night Live, had planned to watch it, had completely. I don't. I think I might have got it. Was into the. UCLA game or something at that point. Uh, and they freaking lost to Arizona. But <laughs> uh, so, I, and then this morning, I should have watched it then, but then I got mm-hmm. caught up in a uh, new show on Paramount Plus, uh, Tulsa King with Sylvester Stallone, which is. Uh, oh, man. Is that good? Yeah. It's. So I'm irritated because the very first episode was it was really good, and you know Paramount not like with Netflix where they put all the episodes on at once. Like I gotta wait till next week for the second episode. So. But, oh, that sucks. Yeah, they are, they do. Paramount does that. Yeah, you're right about that, bro. Yeah, they do so, that for sure. So, um, Dion Hughley wanna... actually posted. Uh, Dave Chappelle monologue on his Instagram page, and that's how I started watching it, and then I didn't get to finish. Yeah, it was like a small comedy set, which was awesome, man, which I thought was hilarious. Um, 
I thought, you know, all that controversy they tried to throw out there saying how people didn't want to, um, you know, people were boycotting and all that stuff. Uh, some of the Saturday Night Live staff, I didn't get that vibe at all. Um, I thought his jokes were tasteful and, you know, it, I, the skits, the skits were good. I thought that was one of the funniest episodes of Saturday Night Live that I ever seen. And then he mm-hmm. dived in and he brought back. He brought back some of your favorite uh, characters from the Chappelle show. I don't want to give too much away since people haven't seen it, but it was really, really a good Saturday Night Live special. Um, check it out. I, I was really happy. Actually, it got me so engaged. I can't wait to see the other Saturday Night Live uh, episodes. Like, this season has really been good. And I, I'm not really, a, you know, a Saturday Night Live a huge fan, like, posting up on a Saturday to watch it, but this episode got me engaged, and I'm ready. I watched a couple more episodes after that. So, shout out to Saturday Night Live and Lauren Michaels and Dave Chappelle for that one. Really good. And he made a good point about Kanye too. Before I, I that's what I was gonna say. That was my other one, but um, yeah, which didn't sit well with some of the, I guess Dave Chappelle haters. <laughs> but. That's but that's what I was gonna. Uh, that's why I wanted to transition to to not only Dave Chappelle saying that too, but it was a couple other people that said the same thing. Um, our brother Jalen Rose came out and said something too, and um, I think the thing about Jalen Rose and some of these other artists out here, they actually read the comments in their sections on uh, on Instagram or Twitter and, or Facebook. They read those comments, so when people say certain things about them, they feel like they have to answer to them. I know Stephen A. Smith does too. Um, me and you both, we we've, we've been outspoken on a lot of subjects, and one thing I can say, Rodney, is we both have our own thought process, and we really don't change and sway for anything or anybody when it comes to our beliefs. And that's what I, one thing I can say I respect, and that's what I respect about Jalen Rose. Just because Kanye is black, and I and me and you've said this numerous times. We're not going to just agree with someone just because they're the same skin tone as us. Um, when a person is wrong, he's wrong. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Um, I just think that some situations could be handled a different way. The same thing with Kyrie Irving. Um, you know, some things I I love what they do. Some things I hate what they do. That's with everybody. Um, Everybody has their their way of how they they view the life and how they view certain things, and I believe that the way Dave Chappelle handled himself and the way that and how he went about it and the way that uh, Jalen Rose handled himself about Kanye and and their thought process, I think they were really professional because they could have went out and said all types of outlandish stuff and you know went crazy, but I think they were really professional. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out, Rodney. I know you yeah. probably have some views on that too. Yeah, I, um, yeah. Jalen Rose is somebody I'm always gonna rock with. Um, he's never switched up um, and shoot the. He he had to what apologize what last week too. Yeah, he had to apologize. Yeah, he apologized last week too. And it was literally right after he basically was like they went to commercial break and uh, he he did uh, what Kyrie and and Kanye didn't do immediately right. you know owned up to his mistake and so 
Right, and that the first thing people want to say is, "Oh, this person is he a he a jigaboo or he doing this? The man controls him." And I said, "That's just that it's just being professional." And I, those comments are ridiculous, and that pisses me off too. Man. Yeah, so, yeah. I always say these is rich people problems, man. Not I, I try to stay my <laughs> broke ass out of rich people problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm staying far away from my. I'm staying my broke ass far away from these rich people problems. Because at the end of the day, like I said before, we got a job that we have to go to, and we're not gonna get forty million dollars like Kyrie, or a billion dollars like Kanye. So, just think about that, people. Yeah. So, transitioning, Kings to the three. I think it deserves album of the year consideration. Wow. I you know what? From listening to the album, it's a really good album, man. And like I I I wouldn't expect anything less because the last couple albums, it made me go back and listen to the last couple albums again. And I'm like, "Whoa. He needs to keep making out. He needs to keep making albums with hit boy yeah so i know he mentioned <laughs> on i can't think of the track but um uh, still want to do the album with premier yeah i'll i'll stick with hit boy there there's a there's a winning formula there um between the two um they have mad chemistry um the fact he brought out different styles of rap from Nas. Songs, songs with no hooks. Songs with two and three beat changes. Uh, songs where Nas changes his rhyme pattern halfway through the song. Um, it, it's just um, it's it's fascinating to to listen to. Um, I think. King this King's Disease series, and if you want to throw in uh, Magic, which was kind of the prelude to King's Disease three, has mm-hmm. su- has cemented uh, Nah legacy um, in the hip hop game, and I think you could argue um, he did something that um, his nemesis, and I know he said, you know. He got people, you know, people listening to Ether on title. Mm-hmm. But I think he surpassed Jay-Z in a couple of areas. Oh, wow. You're right about the hot take. I'm ready. Um, he has found a way at 49 to stay relevant. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean, just not relevant. Uh based on business deals or doing musically wise. Um, he has put out better music in his forties than Jay Z did. Oh wow. Yeah, wow. You know what? That's the thing that that surprises me about this album because you know what it about this series is because he's been missing this his whole time. You get what I'm saying? Like He's finally got somebody that's a legit 
producers, in my opinion. Like he has legit beats this time. And somewhere, like, Alchemist and um, Large Professor. <laughs> are they? They're, you said that they're rolling over in their grave. No, well, they're not dead, but they. they <laughs> I know that's why. I'm, that's why I'm laughing because you know what? He worked with those people, but it just feel like it just didn't feel it. It just didn't he, feel right. So like when you said with DJ Premier, he working with DJ Premier, and I'm like, I don't want that. I he, love DJ, and I love DJ Premier. I really love DJ Premier. Yeah. Premier. So, I I don't. <laughs> so it's it's I'm I'm gonna give you so when Nas first signed with Def Jam, right? Right. And you you know for the hip hop is that album, and they bring in all these. Um, go to producer, um, one of them being Kanye, right? Right. And, and the Kanye produced songs, they're they're good, uh, but they're not great. And then when you you find out that that Kanye is going to do a whole uh, Nas album, you have such high hopes, and it turns to be out to be okay. Not, it wasn't great. It wasn't good. It was just okay. Um, it felt rushed and incomplete. That the, was that travesty that happened in uh, Wyoming. Out there in Wyoming. Yeah, that that just that that I, I don't know that whole series. Yeah, yeah. The the only one um, I I think stood the test of time was the very first one that was released that Pusher T album. And you. And you know what? And now when I go back and listen to that, I'm like, it was okay. Yeah. It just probably was like the shock value because you know he he talks shit about uh, Drake. Drake. And that it was a shock value off of that. But when you go back and listen to it again, you're like, it was okay. It's nothing like that really should be like. It's nothing that really stood the test of time. It's not like a zero to a hundred or it's just like. Eh. And so when I look at it, the best thing that came out of that. Was the damn Tiana Taylor album? Oh yeah, that Tiana Taylor album was. Um, I was like, oh god, that's the only thing that. So that's messed up. Out of all those albums that came out of there, you had him and Kid Cudi. You was looking forward to seeing both of those guys. You had a couple other albums, and the only thing that stood the test of time that you really could think of and you fell in love with was a Tiana Taylor album. That's yeah, sad. and because you hit like with the Nas album, you like okay. Nas is working with one of the best producers of all time. It's, it's going to be hot. Um, he, he, him, and Nas had already created um, some magic on uh, We Major, right? Right. Then you you get to the album release. It's gonna be in Queen. Diddy gonna be there. And then the shit have the shit. It must have been the same package, internet package that Nelly used in the verses. Cause the shit was just not. <laughs> it was delayed. It was then it kept freezing. It, it just wasn't a good <laughs> album rollout. And that and I think that was the the precursor to to the album and and because the album felt forced and it felt incomplete. Say all that to say. These Hit Boy albums is what the that Kanye album should have been. Yeah, I agree. I uh, agree. I I don't know what happens. 
Um, when I get in the studio with Hit Boy, but it it is a winning formula. Um, I and and this is why I say, um, and I know Jay Z's a lot of people go. He is goaded. He's one of the best to ever do it. But you, Jay Z, was is is not in rapping like Nas is rapping at, at forty nine. and then for the album to have no features except um, Hip Boy Son, um, for Nas at, at forty nine to be able to carry the album by himself. It's amazing. Right. Um, right. Um, where do I, if I, this, I was trying to figure out earlier where would I place this album uh, when it, in Nas catalog, where I would rank it. So, you know, Illmatic, it was written one, two, however you want to place them. The Lost Tapes is, is right there, too, right? Right. But I feel like this goes somewhere behind the Lost Tapes, if not in front of it. Wow, so so you believe that this album is better than the first two albums? The, the first two King Disease albums, yeah. Yeah, Okay. I actually it's ranked the King's Disease album backward. It's three, two, one for me. Wow. Now, okay. Now, are you just living off the high of this one just coming out? It it could be that because I because it's dope. Don't get me wrong, it's dope. But like that really, yeah, that surprises me that you because I I, I, love do, the first one. I do I do but I love them. I guess they all have different places in my heart because, like, they're both, like, the the first one gives you Black Power vibes. Um, that, that's why I think I fell in relation, love with the first one. Relationship yeah, the vibes. One. The song. And then it's, the first one is very cr- much cross-generational, right? Uh you get you got the song with Little Dirk, mm-hmm. um, Big Sean is on it. Hell, Charlie Wilson is on it. He's on the second one too. Um, you get the the firm reunion with Dr. Dre at the end. Um, that guy who was on the song Spicy. Uh, Asap Fergie and I can't think of the other guy. Um, mm. So I think I think the first one is a very unique because um, it's like he intentionally reached out to younger artists. Um, even with the second one, you got YG on it, um, a boogie with the hoodie. Um, Eminem, EPMD, which was one of my favorite cuts out of the whole series. Yeah, uh, even on Magic, you got ASAP Rocky. 
So I I don't know, but the the I feel like it's it's almost like they're different chapters in a book. Put all three together, they 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 tell a very good story though. And you know what it is too? That's the way I I think I look at it also. They're like different chapters in the book. Yeah, and it's funny because he, you know, the first album he has twenty seven summers, and then he he basically uh, re ups that theme on thirty on his new album. So hell, he got me wanting to go to fly to to New York in February to see him live at. Uh, Madison for a garden for the first time. And who would have who would have thought that thirty years in this would be his first time um, at Madison Square Garden? Wow! Now that that just surprised me too. I I would never thought that. Wow! Um, I would think I would think with him being a New York native, like. He he's done like the Barclay Center, uh, the other places, uh, you know, the New York area, but not, never Madison Square Garden. Wow. So if you're in the New York area, I want to say February the fifteenth or something. Uh, Nasa B. KD three. Man, that'd be crazy. Uh, I know people have have been looking for the Fountain of Youth. Nas may have found it. Yeah, I, he changed with the time so well. I say the only person, in my my opinion, that changed with the time, um, hip hop wise, that I put just ahead of Nas. And he always stayed uh, relevant. Is Snoop Dogg? I knew you were gonna say that. I was I was waiting on it. Yeah, that that's all. When I think about this run from Nas right now on his three albums, all three of the albums super dope. I mean, he basically did reinvent himself, and you're right. Like, I agree with you. Like with the what you said about Jay Z. Like right now, album wise, I don't think that uh nobody's making a better a better albums between the two than Nas right now. Like I love, I love Jay Z. You know, I'm a huge Jay Z fan, but I guess they're in different, they're in different uh, spaces right now. Because right now it just seems like Nas is just having fun. He's laid back, and you could tell in his rhymes, man, he's just having fun with it. Like he really, he's a hip hop head, and he misses hip hop. And this is the first time, like I said, that he's had somebody that that rejuvenated him. Because it felt like when he, when he was produced by all those other artists that you had mentioned, you like, man, Alchemist and the rest of those guys are going to roll over in there. Well, I said roll over in the grave. <laughs> you know, they're not dead. But it just seemed like with this this whole rejuvenation of, like, this rebirth, Nas got it, man. And, like, he needs to continue doing this. I don't want to see him with DJ Premier. I love DJ Premier. I love the series that he has with Royster 59. But him and Nas right now, I don't think I'm looking for it. Well, I, I will say this. So, 
Because he, he co-produced with Hip Boy. Uh, what's the song on King's Disease 2? Wave? No, on the Magic Wave God. Mm-hmm. And then he does have the... His EP, his uh, EP, with that has a nice song on it, and and it works. Um, but yeah, you you're right. I just stay in the studio with Hip Boy. Yeah, just stay in the studio with him. We don't. <laughs> that's all. Just stay in the studio with him, please. But good job, Nas, on this one, man. I I love the album. Did you go back and did you forgive Drake yet, man? Are you going back listening to the uh, to uh, him and Twenty One Savage yet? Um, so I did go back and listen. Um, it's a decent album. I'm annoyed because every time I listen to the album, I find myself during the day going around saying Twenty One. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll do that to you. He will do that to you. So it's a it's a good album, man. Right now, these past I'll say these past three or four weeks, man, I actually been happy with the music this week, man. A lot of good music. I mean, it it really makes me happy, man. I be, besides uh you know Whitmore winning and everything, man. Like the music wise, man, I'm really happy. Yeah, we yeah ride we ride that blue wave. With, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, It'll, so it'll be interesting to see because uh, we got like what basically a month left, month and a half left in 2022. What other album we get out to close the year? Um, well, do you think we're going to get that Jay Z album? I know we got to get out of here, but do you, no. do you think we're going to get that Jay Z? No, I don't think so. Or that collab album with him and Beyonce? No, I. If we do, I don't feel like it'll be the 2023. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. We're not going to get that until later on. Like, right now, that Beyonce album is so hot, man. And it's a, it's a couple more singles on there that she can uh, make a lot of money off of. Man. Yeah, I don't... Mm, maybe we'll get a Ludacris album for years in. Now that'll be dope. I, I would love to have a Ludacris album. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I want something else from the TDE camp. Uh, whether it's J Rock or Schoolboy Q. Uh, I maybe hmm. we'll get a, a, a Rihanna album for the year end. I can see that. Oh, hey. Did you go see Black Panther yet? Um, no. Next weekend. Okay. I went and seen it. Before we get out here, I went and seen it. It was a great movie. I just want to put that out there. I know everybody else um, was second at emotion, too. I thought it was pretty dope. And I liked the way how they uh, rewrote the whole script, and it was really good. That's all. I'm not going to give it too much away, brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll... That's on my list. Um, I still want to see Teal. Um, okay. Yeah, Black Black Panther next next weekend. Yeah, definitely check it out, brother. I know you're gonna check it out anyway, man. But 
Yeah, gotta gotta do it for the culture. Oh yeah, that's gotta do it for the culture, man. Throw a couple dollars in their pocket, man, and uh, cause we gotta support the uh, that that all black cast, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Okay, so we guess we'll talk NBA on a on a bonus episode. Um, did you before we got out of here? Did you catch what Adam Silver said about Kyrie this week? Yeah, I sure did. Which, uh, yeah, which was a good save by Adam Silver, man. I I thought that. Uh, He's doing this part as a commissioner too, man. He still wants to keep everybody engaged in the players, and he's not taking too much light away from the players, which I really like about that too. Mm, so uh, he could have buried them. Yeah. So uh, we'll get out of here on that note. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already hit that subscribe button, and we'll catch y'all with a bonus episode on Wednesday. Peace.